right, welcome to Prop Talk. Uh, here with Chris Call, myself, and uh, Mike Trudell. Hey. Um, and our guest today is yet another regional director of the Property Masters Guild, um, Shuin Kurt Bruin from Vancouver. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah. yeah. Welcome aboard. In the studio. I was going to yeah. say, <laughs> in the studio. Yeah. It was very nice. So uh, uh, Kurt was in town for uh, LA Comic Con, which was That's right. fantastic. And uh, you just dated us again. He was in town a month ago for, for <laughs> LA Comic Con. It was fantastic. Hey, never, you know, I mean, here we are. Yeah, this, um, this episode might be coming out on Christmas Day, I believe. So for all of you Merry out Christmas. there. Yeah, Merry Christmas, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right? Yeah, is this on Christmas Day? I think? We were just I talking think. about that. We might skip. We might we skip might it? skip for Christmas because, you know, people are busy. Maybe right. they want to watch it. Fair enough. Know, well, Merry Christmas either way. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Merry Christmas, people. This might Happy be holidays. close to our, close to if not, you know, right after. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, um, again, uh, I, I, can we talk about LA Comic Con? Is that a good yeah, thing Yeah, we do? can definitely talk just about LA Comic Con. <laughs> and, again, yeah, I know Mikey's been uh, pushing it and, ever, or, you know, speaking about it for a couple episodes and it happened and I unfortunately wasn't able to be there, but it was a huge success and I just want to give you a big shout out, Michael, because yeah. you did a great great job putting it together and so i don't know you wanted to say a little bit about it before we jump in here yeah sure i mean it wasn't wasn't just me we had a pretty good solid team behind us that yeah. uh, that put it together kurt came down just to help us from yeah. all the way from a different country yeah that was great canada no, yeah, everybody everybody worked really hard it was a great it was a great show like you guys had some great pieces and and uh it was a huge fan favorite for sure yeah yeah it was awesome and, and, and our our technical director Teresa helped us out a lot, and the, the whole events committee really like the the combination of everybody just kind of coming together and working, especially this for the past eight months. But this past month was just grueling. Yes. <laughs> so now that it's done, but it, it was great. We were in the West Hall, and we had tens of thousands of probably a lot of you that listening and new people listening. Thank yes, you for coming in. Yes. A lot of people we had we handed out prop talk stickers and gave out thousands of them so excellent um yeah so if yeah if you're this is your first time listening welcome yes um, um awesome to meet you at comic-con thank you everybody who came by uh they saw lots of stuff lots of people had questions everybody was really really excited and we had two awesome panels uh with the, the star wars panel where we packed house both of them pretty much uh yeah, right. they were pretty full over 200 people in both panels and they kind of came by and said hey afterwards and hung out with us. So yeah, right. it was a good success. I think uh, success, and I think we're gonna keep doing it. Yes, every and, year. The, and we recorded both panels, correct? That so is at correct. Some point they'll be out there in the world. They'll so. probably be yeah. out before this episode is. So if you're hearing this right now, you can uh, just go back and uh, yeah, they're gonna be. They're not gonna be as episode numbers. They're just gonna be as bonus episodes, kind of thrown in. Um, yeah. So if you if you are around for Christmas, just listen to those panels. <laughs> the Oppenheimer <laughs> uh, prop team from Oppenheimer panels and prop teams from the Star Wars TV shows. So and great work getting the uh, mics up to the questions because the, this this time you'll actually be able to hear the questions when people That's are right. answering. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. Doing some of the, the, last, the first panel, yeah. and I was just like. You're listening to the yeah. well, trying it's, to hear the question. It's yeah. funny, it's, the last one, because we did the last one and you kinda like you could hear a faint from the audience or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, You gotta like repeat the question right, when you're saying right, it back. Right. But and this it never No, but this time it was because they're like, Oh, here's a mic if you want to run around. And this was a much bigger room too. Right. Yes. So I was like, Well, I got this. And people would like raise their hand and start talking and be like, Whoa, whoa, whoa. 
for a podcast here and hand them a mic. But the audience had amazing, the fans have the best questions. Like they have stuff that we're, we're, we're approaching it from a prop mindset and we're good to get the ball rolling. But like, they're thinking of stuff that we, Oh, especially in the star Wars, especially in the star. We know the droid builders there. (laughs) As they were saying, like that's where they got a lot of their information was just from the, from the fans even. Oh yeah. The lightsaber makers and the droid builders. They, they showed up like they were, they were there with vigor. They, they, they just wanted to know more and they like it's great because josh and brad were like celebrities to them i bet people were asking for autographs it was so cool <laughs> so great yeah we don't get this recognition so yeah, yeah no it's great you know it's it's great that the world is finally getting to understand you know it is what we really do and it is it's just it being as a prop teams you see there's a uh, uh, I was telling a lot of people it was like the the one time of the whole thing that almost like made me choke up a bit was bet- for, right before like the one minute before ev- each of the panels where like they said and I give you the prop team from Oppenheimer and the whole room just erupts in applause and cheering nice. and everything like that it's like you don't get to see just fans doing that and showing us appreciation yep. so it, it, yeah. it's 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 nice it makes you feel good and another reason. Uh, other than playing with the toys and all the cool stuff we do, why we do this, we yeah, can see it firsthand. Right. You know, yeah, for sure, it's for all yeah, them. <laughs> yeah, so great. So, Kurt, um, hold, uh, you're f- in Vancouver, or are you from Vancouver? From Vancouver, born and raised. Very nice. Yeah. So, you know, again, before we get into your uh, all your films, um, can you tell us a little bit about how you got started and? What motivated you into the industry? Yeah, I mean, I was when I started, I was 19 and had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, I was working at a grocery store and got a day as an extra on a show okay. uh, called Strange Luck. And just out of nowhere, like sat it, there. was it like a posting on a wall or something? No, it was like through. That? It was something through somebody that my brother knew, and he and I got on there. So then. And I was just sat on set watching everybody working all day. And I had taken like stagecraft in high school and took a, right. and had actually, it was funny cause I didn't quite go into props for a few years, but I had like, when I was younger, I was building like my own Ghostbusters costume and nice. oh. Freddy Krueger costumes with making the yeah. glove and all this kind of stuff. So, uh, cool. which when I finally got into props, my parents were just like, yeah, of course you're in props. Like look at right. costumes when you were a kid, but that's brilliant. So what year was this? That was, uh, my first day working on a set as a PA, the set was 95. And then I worked. I did a couple of days as a P- locations PA in January '96. On a, Fox was doing a pilot for Bring Back Doctor Who. Oh, so I was doing. They, they, I don't think that one succeeded at all, but, uh, uh-huh. but they shot that pilot, so I was a PA on that. And then, then ended up getting onto uh, you know small shows like The X Files uh, for small season shows. season four. <laughs> so that I was pretty lucky to jump into that. Yeah. And then uh, I spent a summer on a show that we shot on Vancouver Island called. When we shot it, it was. Uh, it had the title the same name as the book Eaters of the Dead by Michael Crichton, uh, mm-hmm. but it, it was released as the Thirteenth Warrior. So I was there doing that. And then, did back... you do props or art on any of these ones? Or? No, not on those. This no. is all PA. This is PA stuff. And then, yeah, I got into props in in '99. After uh, like six years of PA. No, it was, I was doing some office work and some TAD work and so AD work and stuff as well. So a few different things. Did some location scouting for a while. Yeah, so you bounced around and bounced tried around, some other things. Tried, yeah, I tried some different things, and then I was a an AD and you were and, an AD, and, and yeah. I did that on Mission to Mars in second unit, and oh, man. Uh, oh. absolutely hated it. I was gonna say, <laughs> just like everybody's problem is your problem, yeah. and just being yeah. part of that side of it, and I was just like, and then I worked my way into getting into props, and and uh, and as. <laughs> 
as uh, Andy Siegel said on his episode, I just lied my way into it. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what sparked, like, uh, what, what, what made that appealing to you? Uh, well, I'd been on set enough to sort of see what, uh, what departments did and, and, uh, it looked like a cool department sort of going back to what I had done when I was younger, uh, right. building stuff that seemed like the, the creative side of things that I wanted to get into, uh, uh, wasn't really too interested. I thought about camera and stuff like that for a bit, but I just, yeah, I was, uh, I just really more creative. Than be, that. Wanted to yeah. be more creative with yeah. it and, and be on the, the art side of things like that. So, and, uh, you know, you're dealing with the, with the directors and the cast directly and, you know, having part of the, being part of the show. Right. Uh, did you, uh, come up under anybody? Did you get, tr- how did you get your training in props? Um, well I got in, um, uh, it was it was really busy in town at that time. Like I I got a few days on a couple of shows, and then I knew somebody who was the who was uh, the buyer on uh, the new series Dark Angel with Jessica Alba. Mm. Right, and uh, they put in a call to the hall to get a props person a couple times, and they got a construction person because there was no props people. So I went, well, I don't quite have the days, but I've got my gun license, and I've got my right. I've got the I've got a few days, and I've got these years of experience. So I went and applied, and the very next day, I was uh, the assistant prop master running second unit of Dark Angel. Wow. So oh. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> thrown right into the Try, fire, <laughs> which fire. at time was the biggest. <laughs> biggest budgeted TV series uh, ever was the James Cameron series. It was it was a big busy show. So well, what um, is what is your gun license there? Because yeah, it's not an e, it's that. not an EFP, right? No, it's here. It's, it's something uh, else. It's a restricted and non restricted possession and acquisition license. So it's called a PAL. Holy crap! Okay, um, so is that is that like for only movie guns, or is that no, for actual real fire? Anybody wants to hold, carry it, like if for if you're hunting, you have to have that. Oh, okay. Or if you have a um, a handgun, but in Canada you can only have a handgun. Like you can have it at your home in the safe, or you can yeah. be transporting it to the range and using it at the range, and that's it. You can't have that gun anywhere else. Right. So, and that's different. That's now, pretty much California yeah, in most right. cases. Right. <laughs> and then now also they just the government just shut down transfers because they're starting to get to shut down a lot of a lot of the guns and they're tightening the gun regulations a lot so uh they're not it's not illegal right now but it's illegal to transfer a gun a handgun in canada right now so, so how does that so, pertain to using on set then we rent those from our supplier and they're uh, all like mod- they all have to be modified or uh, uh, no i mean well i mean anytime you have like a revolver rifle shotgun that's all just a real gun with Blanks. blanks in it right and, but, so that, but that needs but extra licenses and stuff that's that so that's usually supplied from our armor shop and then i've got because i'm incorporated um so i've got i've got a business firearms license uh through the royal canadian mounted police so uh you can carry all that stuff for film use and it oh, says really? right on there also that it is that the license will be revoked if there's ever any live ammo anywhere near any of the stuff so that one specifically for film film and tv, film and TV right? yeah and yeah. um and then when we were doing Violent Night, we were in Winnipeg, and nobody had that license there. So we do because uh, sometimes you can just hire somebody who's got that license. Right. Like when uh, it's, anyway, they so they we had full auto machine guns that we needed on that one. So they were able to, they actually upgraded my license to hold to be able to carry those. Now. So your your license can cross over province lines. You have to go. Actually, we, <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. That's what I was it is it is a national thing, but it's you do actually have to check with each province. So we because they were being driven through Alberta and Saskatchewan to Manitoba, right? We actually had to get them approved to go through those In provinces province. as well because oh he's transporting God. them all. So right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it, but it's different in Toronto, right? That's oh, no. Well, Toronto would be the same. It would have the same licensing. I see. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's all it's all national. Right. Is that is that process a pain in the ass? Like, is it crazy? Or? Not really. I mean, I, I found yeah, it was a little more difficult in Winnipeg because they just the they're just not used to it there. They're, they, just, they just didn't you know they don't have that many people coming in getting big film gun licenses there. Sure, yeah, they're sure. transporting truckloads of full auto machine guns into their province. So. Right. Uh, but in Vancouver, they're so used to it that they just like the guy when I had my props truck, I needed to get it inspected for the first time I was getting it, and he was there that day. Came right. out and inspected the safe that was bolted to the, fl- the to the frame of the truck and and everything and gave me approval that day. So oh it's okay, quick. so it's just somebody coming out and pretty much checking all this yeah. stuff out. Okay, yeah. and where did they shoot Last of Us? What province was it? Last of Us season Alberta. one was in Calgary, Alberta. Alberta okay. Yeah, but but there and it was a lot of Vancouver people on that as well that are now they're prepping it in Vancouver now for season two. Really? Because oh. yeah, well season two takes place is set in seattle yep so vancouver looks a lot more like seattle than calgary does so yeah yeah well that makes sense actually yeah i'm so excited yeah (laughs) i just i just finished i just finished playing uh the both run run through both games so now i spoiled everything for the first time yeah for the first time and it's it's fantastic but yeah it spoiled a lot there's no way they're definitely gonna have two more seasons out of the second game it's it's a really long game yeah right (laughs) Yeah, it's a huge prep, though. I mean, I know I worked with some people that were, we finished a show at the end of February in the, in the art department, and they were going straight to prep, and they weren't going to start shooting until next year. Yeah, I mean, the build for that was incredible. Yeah. 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 Built whole towns. <laughs> yeah, whole towns, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. It's a big show. Wow. Yeah. So, um, well, so tell me more about you know about your experience. I mean, again, you were did you go to college at all? No. So you came right out of out of school and was just sort of bouncing with a couple of jobs, trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And then yeah, once that day got on got on there as an extra and just watched the crew working around. And somebody was wearing a traffic vest, and I said, "Hey, how do you get into doing this?" And they said, "Go to the DG." They were obviously a PA because right, they had their sure. vest on, so they said, "Go to the DGC office and." Back then, it was like 25 bucks, and I had to take a, a set etiquette course and a traffic control course that were right. each like half a day. And well, so you said at this time, this is when uh, work was really pump, uh, it getting was, busy? And- it was really busy then. I think the dollar was at like 63 cents. Right. So it was getting really busy there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's been busy ever since, correct? It has been. We were slow when there was a big the big economic meltdown in 2008, 2009 I see. here and the dollar, your dollar dropped and ours was at like par or even above par right. with the U S dollar, which is, which really slowed things down there. Uh, and then of course to, to try and compensate for that, they, then our unions brought in tiered rates, mm-hmm. uh, to, to bring in more work. And then of course, when the dollar went back, down they didn't they won't get rid of the tiered rates right <laughs> and so your ia is 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 neva in vancouver too like that no. is in toronto no no okay no, so it's, it's all ia ia yeah has it always there's, been ia there's a smaller union called acfc 2020 which uh does lower budget stuff but then that's also what the tiered rates were to try uh, they brought those in to try and i see take some of those as well so acf 2020 yeah acfc yeah hmm. um and then yeah, and our union, our, our local 891 covers most departments like hair, makeup, wardrobe, props, set deck, art, um, uh, lighting, grips, uh, yeah, construction, yeah. accounting, everybody. It's just, just camera has their own uh, local 669, and then we've got Teamsters and DGC. Oh, yeah, because I guess, 
I didn't think about that because we, I guess IA is it crosses the border, but the with the the cinematographers, everything is of 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 America or of the United. So I guess that doesn't cross over. So yeah. they're a different union out there. Yeah. Um, and your teamster, what are your teamsters? Teamsters one five five. One five five. Yeah. That's interesting. Okay. <laughs> and DGA and SAG, they're just Canadian offshoots. Yeah. Right. Yeah. DGC and uh, they got UBCB and Actra. I see. Yeah. Yeah, hmm. interesting. How what was it? What was it like getting into the union? Was it a difficult process or not really? I mean, that's like I said, it was crazy busy, and that's the time you want to apply. Yeah. yeah. When yeah, did you get in? You said it was a uh, like how many? How many? How much be, have you been prop assisting or even like in that world before you even joined or you had to join? Um, I was yeah, I wasn't. That was ninety nine two thousand, and then uh, I actually left uh, left for a couple of years and traveled around and did some other stuff with some friends and then. And then got back in, I guess, uh, 2000, and then I think it was 2002 or 2003 I was signed in. I, I, I became full member. Oh, yeah? So, yeah? And was it just like an application pretty much to see? It's when you have, once you have your days. What was it? I and think what it, is I that? I think it was, back then, I think it was 90 days, and you had to have three sets of 20. What does that mean? So like you had to work on one show for 20 days. Oh, gotcha. So you had to stay on with so, yeah, a cer- certain shows. So. Yeah, you had I mean, to be think, like a full-time hire pretty much. Yeah, or at least to have it be a long enough show and you get enough days on it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So so you got in pretty early of uh, being in props then. And then Fairly I mean, early, you yeah. got to, you have, like, can you work on, you can't work on any of the union shows not being union out there, right? No. Yeah. No, you can't. So all those ninety days had to just be any. They could be yeah, any shows. Yeah, you can... had a, you had a permittee status. Uh, so you got a permittee status, and you could get once the, when it was really busy, you'd get called out. But you got a, you don't get a. We used to have seniority in the dispatch system, so we've got rid of that. So, but it used to be like the the whole union hall had to be empty before they'd send out the permittees. So, mm-hmm. uh, but it was busy enough that you get called out, and then you kind of get to know a couple people, and they could start calling out too. Have there been like many slow periods since the early two thousands uh, in the industry out there, where like, like, or has it been pretty consistently like a lot of shows going on since? It's that? been pretty good, yeah. uh, other than that, oh eight, oh nine, right. ten sort of. Right. And then, when it was slow everywhere, yeah, though. Yeah. yeah. And is it a mixed local there? I mean, are, are, are there classifications? It's, well, you know, you've, you've got your own department. It's not like a mixed local where you can be the boom op one right. day and grip the next. Okay. Um, but, uh, but uh, yeah, you've got your own department. You're, you can have a, you can have, um, you can be part of another department as well. You can, um, but you have to apply to that and then you, you don't have your senior, like you're, you're not yeah, a full member in that one, right? Um, but uh, you can, and then, but you can switch to your department then, and then your other one becomes your second category. So I see. It depends. I see. Yeah. And uh, so, are like how many property masters do you think there are in the Vancouver? Um, probably somewhere around fifty. Okay. I think because I was just looking at the list to see who else I could try and get on there <laughs> for uh, for the PMG, and I think there's about thirty there, and I think we've got somewhere. On eighteen or twenty already from on the on the PMG list. So oh, very nice. Yeah, so and so, do you guys all men and women? You all know each other? Are there a lot of female property masters? There's a few, uh, not as many as there should be, but there's definitely some some that are moving up and mm-hmm. and uh, taking that for sure. Uh, there's, um, uh, yeah, it's that was one thing when we were looking at initial members to invite for the PMG, we were looking for, you know, the first set of invites was going to be people with a lot of experience who'd done it. And we were like, 
Right. This is a lot of Some dudes. Cool. <laughs> 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 like, trying to, but no, there's a few that we invited, and uh, and uh, there's more more up and coming for sure. Right. Yeah. Nice. What's the um, what's what do you guys handle out there? And do you like work out of trailers like we do here? You came down for the lift gate and tailgate. I so did. I we don't it. do the trailers like that. Uh, we don't do the forty foot trailers. We've got usually five tons or ten tons. Really? Uh, so yeah. So it's um. So, so your where does your, your truck? Do you, do, you, do you own a truck or does yeah, it? Yeah, I own you a do. Truck. Yeah. So does your like? <laughs> I'm trying to think because everything barely fits on my trailer when I'm going on, like with your yes, kit and shit. Sure. Is it is your right. truck five ton just decked out with? It kit? is right to the back, right, right to the, the right to the rafters, right to the back. Yeah, exactly. It's you're holding something in and pushing the door closed so when you. Yeah. Do you usually have two trucks running when you're on a show? Then uh, no, I mean we'll unload a lot of stuff that we don't need, and you just have to be more like the the good thing about that truck is that, about the smaller truck is we're right there on set. Right. Like I've you're been I've three had, blocks away. We've had some people with that have brought their uh their five ton or their their 40 footers before and you're just a mile away yeah and we because we don't do stake beds there either we well, so we have one like one ton cube vans or whatever but we won't do stake beds because it's pissing rain so. yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> snowing on your stuff exactly. exactly what's that like we're <laughs> <laughs> so spoiled here. It's yeah, I know. yeah that's funny yeah that makes sense yeah we're i mean i i've kind of I mean, it still bugs you, but I've kind of almost gotten used to always being parked at the end of the line. <laughs> it's true. I mean, it's very rare when you're not. Yeah. But, uh, but it's also, I mean, we take it for granted. Again, just the weather here is always so nice. So even if you do have to huff it to your trailer, right. you know, it's not in the snow. Yeah. Yeah, we're usually, it's sort of the standard in Vancouver is that there's camera and props are right next to each other right at oh. set. So. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we should. Yeah, we got to get that going down here. Yeah, it's nice. It's well, it's nice when they're. Well, like, it makes sense. Well, it's so great when they're like, you know, you're standing on set and the director goes, "Hey, you know, what would be really cool for this scene. Final touches." And you're like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. That's always been my point. It's like, I mean, who needs to get to their trailer faster than props? Yeah, and, and why is it always so far away? Right, it always falls on deaf ears. Yeah, because um, we have the biggest vehicle. I think a lot on a lot of sets. Well, the grip truck and the electric, they're the same size, right? They're starting to be, yeah. yeah. Uh, at least on, I mean, maybe I'm, I'm not as big of a prop master as you are, Chris oh, Gall. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, they all have giant trucks. Yeah. Special effects, too. Oh, definitely um, special effects. <laughs> but uh, so uh, what are the, the rates? Are they much different? Do you know? I mean, I mean, my, my question is, is like when a production comes to Canada, are they like looking to like save money? I mean, yeah, I mean, I think that's the whole reason that right. went and moved. I mean, there's that. We've got great locations and great crews and stuff now, but originally, I think it was Cannell started bringing shows there and in the 80s, 90s, because it was the dollar was so great. Uh, and then, uh, but yeah, I, I don't even know what your rates are here, so I don't really right. know exactly what they would be, but I believe it's, uh, I've, I've you heard can, You things. know, you could check on the PMG site on the private membership profile, because right. we just opened that where <laughs> we're actually sharing stuff now. Yeah, yeah. So, All right. Sounds you can good. know firsthand, my I mean, friend. Check it out. Yeah, yeah. That's, good. That's a good bargaining tool. Yeah, in my, exactly. next, in my next meeting with, oh, you want to bring up somebody from LA? Right. <laughs> exactly. they're like 60 bucks US. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if, you get, if you're getting a job and you can use it i don't care what region you are right. if pmg members are getting more work i'm never going to complain yeah, about sure. that yeah. <laughs> right, exactly <laughs> well, so um i'm also curious do you find that you get a, any attitude about oh you, you're just canadian crews i mean I'm, I'm sure it was like that 
earlier, but uh, it, yeah, it was like that earlier. I think there's it, not too much. Um, maybe from a couple of prop masters that have come up. But, uh, <laughs> no, no. Uh, it's, it's, uh, yeah, a couple of people that have come up have, have had attitudes, but I think there's just that's just uh, and not just in props, like uh, sure, all, all sorts of all sides of the production. There's attitudes, but I think that's just industry egos. Yeah, that probably exist. Those people probably have that same ego elsewhere. 100%. So yeah, I, and the reason I bring it up is because again, I came from a secondary market. I came out of Pittsburgh, right? And I had that same experience when I was right. there. People would come in from LA, and they just had this idea that you can't be that good because otherwise you'd be in LA, right? And that's just not true. Yeah. So. Um, I felt that, I, yeah. I, I, I kind of, I think PMG is making me humble a little bit with that because talking to so many of the people in the different regions, um, I feel like I trust them to know. I mean, maybe I'm not going to find them on my own, but if I go do a show in Pittsburgh or Vancouver or whatever, at least I know if I, like, Kurt's not going to give me anybody that's trash to work with. Right. You know no, what I mean? No, no. That doesn't know what they're doing or anything yeah. like that. So I think there's. After talking to all these people, there's good people almost everywhere For sure. in all these regions. Yeah. yeah, and again... There's a big film community there, too. Well, so that's, that's like, say, Vancouver yeah. is, you know, it's not just some... It's not really even a secondary market anymore. I mean, it's you have everything that the L.A. has. Yeah. Right? You have yeah. pop houses and yeah. stages and... Yeah, it's a little smaller scale, but yeah, definitely. Right. I mean, yeah. but how many, how many films or projects do you think that Vancouver can handle in a... Uh, given time well when we were crazy busy a few years back and i remember it was it was uh i think it was like 2016 or 17 it was uh i counted there was like 44 shows yeah, on the on big. the list and uh but that was why well, i remember counting it back then because going back to the tiered rates uh i was thinking i was working on predator at the time and uh terrible movie um <laughs> and and there was one other feature going on in town that was full rates and the other 42 shows were discounted rates i'm like why are we signing 42 discounted rate shows like right. we're busy yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. yeah yeah and then they fill our studios up with all these crappy little shows, like tiered lower tiered shows when when all the bigger shows were turning turning away and going elsewhere because we were full yeah right. yeah how many studios do you guys have up there uh, I actually don't have a full count on what we've got there, but I was actually just sort of looking into the whole thing because, you know, everything's going to London these days. And everything's oh, yeah. Going. And I looked and it's because they've, they've just got like 55 studios that are going there and they're building more. And, and so I was actually sort of looked up what was going on in Vancouver. And there's, there's actually in the next two years, there'll be another 50 studios opening in Vancouver. Really? Uh, yeah. So that's, that's all, just on that's, the plans to go forward. Yeah. Oh, yeah, wow. Some are opening this coming year, uh, spring or summer. Bridge Studios is one that we've had for a long time, but they're expanding. They've got three new locations oh, wow. with with a bunch of new studios going in. And then there's Martini Studios is opening a, a really big space as well. Oh, that's nice. So they're trying to get ready for that rush to come back. I'm hoping yeah. everybody's getting ready for this rush to come back. Not yeah, the strike yeah, is sure. over, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> we're all so. we're all hoping that it'll all start picking up real soon because it's yeah, I'm ready. Christmas break is waiting for that to be over. So yeah, things yeah. Will, things will happen. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. never want a Christmas to be over so bad, right? <laughs> I know. I know. Can I was, we just like call it a, a Christmas and just be? I know. I was talking to my girlfriend, who's also in the industry, but she's working part time doing something else. Talking to her yesterday, and I was just like, oh, I just can't wait for this to be over and get into New Year. She's like, Are you wishing Christmas to be over already? I'm like, <laughs> kind of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, that was gonna be a lean Christmas. Yeah, yeah. It's something that affected everybody, though. Oh I mean, yeah, even London, which yeah. is taking everything. Yeah. <laughs> they were the last ones at the very end, but it's it's doing that do you do you guys what what do you guys like what is the prop master 
in charge of out there. So like uh, I know in a lot of different regions, like some regions that are in charge of like putting out trash cans even. <laughs> no, not that. No. Um, you do like, you no, do no directors animals. Chairs, directors chairs? Cast chairs. Yeah, yeah we do <laughs> cast chairs. Yeah. Um, which, you know, I actually, it was funny when I was doing Violent Night in Winnipeg, there's locations, just the cast chairs there. And I kind of wanted to yeah. take over the cast chairs because they just did. Locations they just does, they huh? weren't They weren't on it. And they like, and the cast, the, the directors and you know, the, the execs and the cast are all just like, they don't have a spot to put their stuff. And right. Oh, they, they, they didn't have, they don't have they the didn't, script bags? And they didn't have cool, they didn't have cool like, chair backs done up with their names and everything on it. Oh. So it was just kind of like, I, I kind of just kept so, looking at them going like, can I just do some chair backs for you guys? And they're like, no, can't do it. So it that's a like a provincial thing that. No, it was apparently so there was a prop master in town there who worked in Vancouver and then told everybody there that locations does it in Vancouver. So, so that he, would, <laughs> <laughs> he lied and, wow. and genius. now they all do That's it. That's what we need to start doing. Wow, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's genius. <laughs> but see, I don't mind. Uh, I mean, again, I'll probably get a lot of shit for this, but I, I, I don't mind doing chairs yeah, because, you know, because like you said, if they're not there, they're going to be looking for them, and that's just in our DNA to like make sure that they're taken care of. Right. I mean, I, and again, I'm also the type of property master where I handle the chairs, I bring the chairs, I do the chair backs, I bring them to set, we put them out. But once they're out, if they're moving, yeah. you got to get PAs in here to help move them because if we're doing other things, otherwise you have to you know bring on another prop person. For sure. I, I don't mind. I don't mind doing the chair backs up. And handing them to like kind of like how we do those car cards, the laminate sure. car cards. Like uh -huh. I, I'm cool with that because when we hand them off and then yeah. they're done. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean, I'll do the same thing with the chair backs, but then yeah, somebody else can handle it. I'm totally okay. Yeah, when with they're that. moving when they're moving around set, I if it's gonna be if I know it's gonna be a big busy show, I'll go to the locations at the start of the show with a couple of cases of beer in hand to be like, hey, you, uh, you guys want to no, guys yeah. want to guys want to help us out a little bit with the chairs yeah. here because yeah. And are yeah. you guys doing wooden chairs? Or are you into camp chairs? Uh, I've got both in my kit actually, yeah, but I, I, I kind of find, find that I went back to wood because when you've got a big day and you need to rent extra chairs for, for more people, right. your chair backs fit those because uh, the metal ones are all different. Haven't you had to do a lot of work though? Like in the snow, do, do wooden chairs, oh, yeah. like how do they, they don't sit in snow well, do they? Well, well they, sure they do. They're just, snow. they put, they put plywood down and <laughs> build a little, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. They're just, they're still just. Do you have to handle the plywood? <laughs> no, no, that's locations. Uh, plywood and tents is all locations. So I'll, I'll so. tell you what I did for um, camp chairs that's been great is uh, I had a bunch of sleeves built. Mm -hmm. And then we just do the lamp or do the. Um, the the name over the sleeves and then right. you just slip them over and right. they fit a, a Yeah, you can do that too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Because no, otherwise you have to like screw them on and that's a pain in the ass. Yeah. What about picture vehicles? No, no picture vehicles, no animals. No animals. No animals, which I was a surprise when I heard you guys talking about doing animals one time and I was like We don't we don't do most animals, but they look to you I've been asked to get like to hire an animal, or, or depending on what the animal right. is, right? You, right. Have, I mean, because you have different, a bunch of different shows. Too, right? are, well, again, like I found uh, on television shows, a lot of television shows, they want me to handle the animals, which means you know, obviously, there's a an animal wranglers out there, and that's who you use. But as far as like getting the photographs and having the director pick which animal they want, that was all us. Um, but I find that on features, it's usually productions handling it yeah i i've i've definitely had to do like the 
like hire the beetle person or the, or the maggots. I've had to hire a maggot person more right, than yeah. once, actually. I oh, have yeah, them nice. in my phone now. Yeah, the it's reptile like, guy. Mag- the real maggot. Joe Maggot. Yeah, <laughs> Just yeah. like Joe in your maggot. phone. <laughs> like, okay, cool. Yeah. Joe Maggot. <laughs> that would be fun to go through every property master's phone book and see what people are listed as. Listed as, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it'd have to be a segment. Yeah, if you want to go through all seven hundred contacts, seven thousand contacts, seven hundred. Oh my god, seven thousand contacts. So big. Yeah, because now we don't have uh, uh, business card folders anymore. Or the Rolodex. Yeah, that was that was the that was gold there. And the prop master's Rolodex. Oh, I see. Before before you had it in your phone, it was that, and like flipping through that. Couple of prop masters were like, "Hey, can I copy some of these down for yeah. your Rolodex?" We used to, for for us. It used to be the uh, the business cards, like right. in the sleeves, in right. a binder, and it's like every property master that was like their gold. Yeah, 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 for sure. So, yeah. is there a um, is there a like a prop master that you worked for primarily pretty solidly until you like started prop mastering bigger union shows? Uh, I did a bunch of shows with Dave Dowling. Um, okay, yeah, we did. Uh, uh, what shows we did? We did like Night Museum Three. Um, we did. Um, uh, he did Predator as well. Oh, cool! Um, I worked with him first on an old movie called Slither. It was my day called with him. I think that was about two thousand three. Slither. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I love it. Uh, yeah, we did a bunch of different shows together. Um, and you worked with a lot of prop masters from LA that can't come out and do a, stuff. A few. Too, yeah, huh? I, I did. Um, I worked with Doug Harlocker. He hired me to be his. Um, they were shooting for a month on the Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Oh, cool! Uh, for the exteriors, so yeah. he called me to do that. So I worked with him on that one uh, for that first month and a bit of prep. Is that and the one where you didn't get a rap gift? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what Mike's referring to there is at the Comic Con. They were raffling off some uh, crew gift swag, and right. one of the things for a raffle was a Dawn of the Planet of the Apes backpack. Oh, and I was right. like, oh, I didn't even fucking get one of those. <laughs> <laughs> I did the show. So you need to get a raffle ticket to win so, his own uh, rep. Yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't put any money in for the raffle for that, though, because if I brought home one more backpack, I've just got way too many backpacks being <laughs> right. in props, right? And exactly. crew, crew gifts, and hey, that's a cool backpack at the end of a show. And you, you, get, uh, right. you know, Way too many of them. Um, so yeah, I worked with Doug on that, and we, we had a great time on that one. And then... Uh, and then I worked with um, I worked with Andy Siegel on um, on Star Trek Beyond. Uh, mm. He was uh, David Dowling was his Canadian match on that. Oh, cool! Uh, so I was working with David. So David brought me onto that. But then, and we had actually we'd been hired for it, but it ended up uh, pushing so many times. It pushed about ten months, and we kept taking these tiny little crappy shows in between just to fill the right. time. And uh, and it finally it started. And right as it started, after waiting ten months. I just got onto it, and then Harlocker called again and said, we're coming back up and doing another full Planet of the Apes. you, you want to do it again? And I was like, uh, all right, because that's a prop master credit from the, For sure. from, as, as I had on the first one. So yeah. Uh, so then I went to Andy and David and was like, hey, so I'm assistant property master here, but property master on another Planet of the Apes movie, they're like, go, you're done. See ya. Nice. <laughs> so I was like, so I had another a little bit of time to finish off my finish off my my gig there for a little bit and then which planet of the apes was that that was that was war for the planet of the apes oh oh yeah here we go i see it and how much how 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 much of that shot up in in canada that one was all vancouver it was all in vancouver really that's fantastic how long did that shoot for uh four months or so something like that 
And oh. uh, you said Har- Harlocker was the... And that was Harlocker on that and one. And so well, did yeah. he, um, like, source all the props in the States and then bring it up? Or yeah, did you guys... most of it was most of it was uh, all brought up from here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there were a lot of guns in that, yes? Uh, the guns were all from Vancouver. Uh, it's all stuff that he got. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, it's all, are it's they... U.S. property masters allowed to bring guns into Canada, or do they have our, to get them up our there? Our armor uh, there could can bring stuff across. He can ship stuff. It's you know, a lot easier if he can just get stuff that he's got in his shop. He's got a pretty extensive collection. So. I see. So is there like one guy who does most of the yeah, guns? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, yeah one shop. Yeah. Have, have you worked um, a lot of like kind of motion capture stuff before that? Not before that, no. Not before no, that? No, so was it too. like a new kind of process to try to figure out for you? Yeah, it was. It was. I mean, Doug knew what what was going on, so he was yeah. he was a big help with that. Obviously, he knew what we were doing and understood it all. Um, you know, knowing when it's like, well, they're just going to remove the guy, so it doesn't have to look that great. Just put it in there. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> they're going to delete this whole thing anyway. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it was it was it was cool. Uh, it was a cool experience for sure. That actually, the experience from that came in really handy with uh, when I did Lost Ollie. Okay. That was all digital characters. Oh, really? Digital characters. Yeah, so. I was going to ask you about that. So, all those puppets, or those Ali and all those his friends, they were all digital. Did uh, you have they, any? No, they were puppets. Oh, they they were actually were. originally they thought that it was all going to be puppeteered, and even though I kept telling them in all their meetings, I'm like, this is not. You got three people, three adult humans, yeah. <laughs> c- uh, controlling a, an eight inch tall puppet. And there's three of them in the scene, and you're gonna have to animate their face anyway. Right. So why not just put them on a skateboard and roll them through the, the lit set, and then pull them out and just or pose them there, and then just get your reference pass for lighting, and then right. And then uh, and they were like, at first they were kind of fighting it, and then they realized I was totally right. And right. they were like, did you? So they brought in all these puppeteers from all over the place to do it, and they really didn't need to. I mean, they did. There's a, a, a few of the shots that we used that were mm-hmm. they were from that, but most of it they just had did you replacement. Right. Did you? Uh, have any um, input into the design of those puppets? Or? Not with those ones. They were already pretty much done. Right. The the three or the main characters were, but there's actually, I think three of the four made it in. But there was a fourth one that didn't get that we didn't get to make in. But there was uh, when, while they're on their journey, they're looking for people uh, for other toys, and mm-hmm. they're and they run into other characters along the way. So it's like an eighth of a page. Quick little, have you seen this person? The person shakes, the puppet shakes their head and points or, or points. Yeah, I've seen them this, this way. So uh, we designed and created those. Uh, we had a concept artist who drew those up, and then mm-hmm. we had those locally made by guys who were on our puppet team. Right, and then so you also had puppet sized props. We did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Puppet sized props. Those are fun, right? Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you get to make any of the, a lot of those yourself? Well, we made a few of them. Yeah, like yeah. the little backpacks and stuff like that. Like oh, cool. Rosie's backpack, I think, was a was a leather. Uh, like card deck uh, pack right. pouch that we had made. Oh, cool! Aged all that, and then like, Ollie's pack was like one of those little uh, gold mine gum pouches. Oh yeah, perfect. One of those. So he t- he t- threw that over his shoulders, and yeah, there was a bunch of that stuff that we made up. It was pretty fun. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, it was a fun show. I really oh, enjoyed that. Oh, it was that. a series. I see. It was it was yeah. a limited series. It was uh, four forty five minute episodes. So okay. it's basically a three hour movie. But did for kids, you so they did they cross board that? Just shoot it all at once, or yeah, we shot all at once. Right. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, 
You did Lost in Space, right? <laughs> I did. I did season two of Lost in Space. You did yeah. season two? There's three seasons. I did the second season. I definitely had the best season to do because uh, oh, yeah. the second season we got to go to Iceland and oh, really? and Drumheller. And, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was really cool. You travel a lot for that show? Uh, just for the first little bit. Um, Where do they shoot we, most of it? Is it like... like cause it's, it's, it's all in Vancouver. It was all around in sound stages in Vancouver. Uh, but, but yeah, we did the first... The first 11 days we were in Iceland uh, shooting on the Black Sand Beach and then in the waterfall. Wow. Um, and then and then we went to Drumheller for all that dry planet stuff. And that that part of Alberta was dry and really hot for all the days that we were in Iceland. And then it's like turned to snow, it like froze over and, turned, and it was just rain and mud and snow. And it was just just a big wet gross muddy planet by the time we got there but yeah which is not what they wanted because water was scarce on that planet in the story oh so, yeah yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> they were like drilling for water in this in the scenes so yeah <laughs> couldn't show too much of that but no so that's a show also then that um uh nearly every pop has pretty much got to be custom made right yeah, yeah. it's a so, big, big sci-fi builds and designs and so concept. what do you have like a main shop up there that you typically use or i do or it's, what's your process of going into a movie or a tv show like lost in space there's a lot of elements to, here, i have a lot of elements to this question right, <laughs> so, right. but yeah because it's 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 a show that's kind of has an iconic it's a remake of something that's iconic that right. has a cult following course, already yeah, right yeah. so going into something like that uh you kind of have a lot of people watching you under under a thumb but then you also get to have a lot of creative stuff and you don't i feel like i mean you maybe you do but you, there's a, i know a lot of resources down here what's it like going through that and preparing for a show like that um well i think they they i gained their confidence right off the bat if you watch the first season uh their wrist computers were about yeah. the size of game boys yeah and they were big especially on the right. kids they were very big and clunky and i noticed that as soon as i watched it it was just like this these have got to go so yeah. the first thing i said is i'll do the job but i'm changing those wrist computers so if you yeah. look season two they're way smaller yeah right? and have, were, have, you, have you ever seen have you ever played the fallout game where they have like the pit boys and it's like a giant brick on there no no yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. to remind me of. yeah yeah you gotta, they needed to be scaled down for sure so yeah. so i went in there and they were they all looked at me and were like you're absolutely right. That is the one thing we feel we dropped the ball on last year was we didn't we didn't really nail that down because the costumes look great and the spacesuits look yeah. great and then they just had this big bulky thing that just with vel with like two inch velcro holding it on. Yeah, it's just like so. Yeah, so I, after that they're like, okay, this guy gets it. And they, was they that gave me a little bit of a little bit of leeway, and then we just like we had such little time on that. We had it was uh, four weeks from the day I started till the day we were shipping to Iceland. Wow. So, uh, so I worked through all the weekends. Yeah. Obviously. I, was, I was just like, we don't have time for this. And I only had the spacesuits for a week before they had to be shipped to Iceland because they were at FBFX getting tuned up. Wow. And then when we got them, they had to go, we were going to be in the waterfall in, in Iceland. So the two characters plus their stunt doubles needed to go in there. So we needed to silicone up all the lights, you know, wrap up right. all, the, all the electronics that are in the backpack and the fans and all that as much as we could. And then... Um, Do you need to take care of the spacesuits? Just yeah, the torso pack and the helmets. Yeah. Oh right, man, right. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Did you have at least have crew? I mean, did you bring any crew to Iceland? Iceland, no, I didn't. No. But they had, they've got some pretty great, experienced crews there. Yeah. Everybody there was really hardworking, and and you know they do a lot of big shows there. So right. a lot of them had done like Oblivion and some Star Wars stuff, and uh, there was a bunch of different stuff that was what done. What language do they speak in Iceland? Icelandic. Icelandic, right? Yeah. yeah. Was the but robot practical? <laughs> there was a guy in a suit yeah there was a guy yeah, in a suit yeah, yeah. that's pretty sick yeah um so 
so was the like was the the screen on the thing practical or was that put it in post? It was uh, we they did put it in post quite a bit, but it was an iPod Nano that we slid in there. Oh really? The little, yeah. the little tiny ones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I bought all there was left on eBay. When I was I was like, when, like, do they even have those anymore? No, <laughs> no, I cleaned out eBay for those. Yeah, I have those a bunch are, of them in my trailer view. Yeah, they they were a great little super small screen to slide in there. It was perfect. Yeah, yeah, those are the little, little square ones, right? Uh, a little rectangular, long, oh, long, rectangular, long rectangular ones. Yeah, those, yeah. yeah, and that was to your question of the builders. Uh, yeah, for most of the builds there, we used uh, Unlimited Design with Paco and his team in Vancouver. They did uh, great work for us on that. I did have a couple builds just because I had the shops there just so busy that we did have SAT build a couple of things there, like the the welders and stuff that we had. Mm. So oh, they yeah. did those. Um, and uh, yeah, big our biggest challenge on that one was I got these spacesuits, and in like episode three or four two of the women one one of the actresses falls in falls into the water and has to swim and then the other one jumps in after her and then swims after her so they're swimming at the surface level in season one they did swimming but it was deep underwater so they just put it all in this post but you're swimming right. at the surface right so basically i had these spacesuits that were like a halloween costume and i was told to make them basically dive safe like so they could swim in the water and oh not my fill god up and, and keep them alive in there so um in North Vancouver, there's a company called Newt Suit, and uh, they build like deep water submarines and suits that, like, even stuff that James Cameron has used to go down the Titanic. They used to build stuff for NASA for both the U.S. and Canadian navies. These guys know their stuff, so right. I went in there with my suit and was like, "Okay, here's here's what I got to do," and they were just like, "Okay, well, that's easy. You could just put like a neoprene thing and pop their head through." I'm like, "Nah, that won't work because of final touches for you know her makeup's right. going to be all messed up as soon as they pop through that." They kept having all the every solution they had. I just kept shooting it down because yeah. why it wasn't going to work in film. Well, and the guy just looks at me and goes, well, "You got a real problem here." And I was like, "Yeah, I know. That's <laughs> yeah, what I'm doing that's here. Why that's why I'm here." In a week to solve it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not much time to solve it. So, uh, but it ended up being Paco and his team at Unlimited. They uh, they scanned the inside of the suits and and built a little uh, printed a piece that they could put in there that they could put a gasket on and put that on and that would seal that in. And then we put like a little neoprene bib sort of thing that came around and Velcroed around underneath their armpits and stuff and sealed their their head in once they were in there. And we took all of the, the Newt suit guys did help me out where we took the um, we took the batteries and the fans out of the backpack and right. just had all the wires and everything all sealed up. And we ran a hundred foot dive hose wow. off there and just had a hose go through the backpack and fed air in. So oh, there right. was a dive master a hundred feet off off camera uh, outside of the tank when they were swimming actually feeding them air and a hundred foot long wow. uh cable for the 12 volt battery so it was all it was they were all just for the couple shots that they had for that but for the 12 volt was, battery because is that is that like for the lights and stuff for the lights and and, and, and uh, yeah did yeah. lighting do all that stuff or did you know that, that well that was all in the suits from season one so oh okay uh, so, so it kind of came so in we had to go with what they had and and uh and try and make that all Waterproof. All water. Yeah. And did it all go off without a hitch? It was fine. Know? I think our our actress was one of our actresses was uncomfortable with it. Uh, who I, but, I, who but would she, not be uncomfortable? Exactly right. She's like sealed into this thing. I think she was already uncomfortable with the spacesuit to begin with, and right. then and uh, and then just to seal her in there really kind of kicked in the claustrophobia. <laughs> yeah, I think. I so, uh, which which actually led us to. Um, when we, like this, the VFX suits, like I said, they're beautiful. They look great. Um, but there was a lot of things that when we were working with them, we were like, okay, well, we could do something a little different if we were ever going to do our own suits. So as soon as I finished 
uh, as soon as I finished Lost in Space, uh, as we were wrapping up, I got a call to do this Netflix series with Hillary Swank where we're going to build spacesuits from scratch. So I went to my builder and went, hey, remember when we said if, <laughs> when we get to build our spacesuits, this is how we'll do it? Oh, we're doing it. So uh, That's awesome, it, though. Yeah, it was yeah, pretty cool. Was what great. show is this? Away. Away? Uh, yeah. You've done was, a lot of space stuff, I was you? doing a lot of space stuff there for a bit. It was, it was funny, too, because I had these big, huge DeWalt cases that I would travel with. Like We shipped a bunch of them um, to Iceland in advance, but then a bunch of them, because we were still working on them, had to come with me on the plane. So it was like six or seven of these big, huge DeWalt cases that were coming with us. Yeah. Checking those through security. And then my um, my backpack, because you can't ship, you can't put the lithium-ion batteries in the luggage. Right, so, right. so we drained them all, and I had a, a duffel bag with 28 lithium-ion batteries that were each the size of a brick wow. in my in my carry-on. And so, oh my I go through, so I go through security, and they're just like, they scan it like, Sir, is this your bag? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I knew this one was coming. That's and right. uh, the dog, bring in the dogs. Yeah, and then they come over and they're like, So, what's in the bag, sir? I'm like, Those uh, 28 lithium ion batteries. <laughs> and they're like, And they're like, They're like, well, What are those for? I'm like, My spacesuits. And they're like, Can you, uh, like, can you, can you come over here for a second talk, have a little chat with us? I'm like, Okay. And we're like, We're going to swab you. And every one of these batteries. So yeah, it's pretty funny. And then I had, um, uh, so I went and then they have to drop those. Some of them I hope you were there a couple hours early before your flight. Huh? Yeah. We were, oh yeah. Cause costumes was there with a whole bunch of hockey bags full of their stuff and all this stuff too. Like they had so much stuff going on. They had a, a lot of people helping us just get on the plane and, and then I took the, took the, the, the cases over to the oversized luggage, which was really funny because oversized luggage in Canada was, it wasn't like bigger. It wasn't like a big bulky thing for this to fit into. It was like, it was meant for long things like skis and hockey sticks. Right, exactly. Like it, was, it was still like a narrow <laughs> tunnel. And I was like, well, this is, so I had That's to walk funny. them around to put them on the conveyor. But uh, then months later when I was coming down to LA doing fittings for away with the spacesuits we were building there, um, we had to come down here for a couple of times to meet the actors. And I got to the airport with new spacesuits and new, new cases. And the guy was like, I opened it up and the guy was like, hey, I remember you, you're the spacesuit guy. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Like, yeah, it's a different show now though, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> was this, a, these are spacesuits? Yes. Oh, right yeah. on. Nice. So you got to design yeah. a lot of this stuff or yeah. build them from scratch pretty much. Yeah, it worked with our costume designer, Kimberly. She, oh, uh, we concepted those and uh, we told them it was going to be 16 weeks we needed to do it. And 16 weeks to the day from the time we, we started on it, to like, like picking them up from the builder shop and bringing them straight to set. Really? And just like brought them right in. The first day they played on set, they were just dressed in the background. So it was a little, bit, to easier, make a a little bit easier. But uh, yeah, well, there was, uh, I think we built seven of them. Seven of them? Yeah, it was seven. And they all needed supplied air? Yeah, they all had uh, their air pack, the uh -huh. fans and everything were all inside the backpack. Mm -hmm. And then there were hoses that came up the back and clipped in and magnetized to the ring in the back there, mm -hmm. which is all, that's all milled aluminum. So it really caught the light nicely. When oh, was, so cool. I figured it's right around their face. We just did that all. All the, all the connector pieces are actually all milled aluminum anodized. Uh, and then, uh, so the air came up and Paco and his guys, actually, they designed a really cool thing because the problem with spacesuits is always the fogging up. Right. In front exactly. of the face as they're right, breathing. Right, so, yep. So these two uh, little holes for the hoses in the back of the neck came up and then he had 3D printed like this 
this fan blade that came around the back and oh. aimed all the air right at the front of the, of right. the visor. So you couldn't fog that thing off if you tried because it was always just getting oh, fresh yeah. air blown on it. That's, that's, that's really cool. cool. It was really cool. Yeah, they, were, they did a great job with those. Did you, get, did you get a lot of notes on it or did they like pretty much pass it the first time you present? I guess it must help like having two department heads basically kind of iron everything out together. Well, huh? We showed them the concept art and they loved it and we were building them and as we went on, and I couldn't believe that Kimberly, our designer, costume designer, did this. It was like, they said, uh, they said, okay, well, we want to see where you're at with it. And she was just like, no. <laughs> she's, wow. like, she's like, no, because we don't have time to change anything. It's going to look like that drawing. Yeah. And we like, we showed a couple little photos, but yeah. it was just our like, concepts but we're like, are good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're like, no, it's going to, this is what it's going to be. And we don't want a bunch of people changing it because we don't have time. So just this is what it's going to be so and they're just like was, okay <laughs> yeah i guess they were just like, like all right so the stunnedness prop, mission prop, props and props and costumes aren't showing us our million dollar spacesuits <laughs> so yeah that was i can't believe we got away with not showing those at all until they were ready well until they were like a final fitting it was like yeah, here you but go. they loved it oh they loved it yeah they changed <laughs> i think they changed a couple little things like some little color tabs i think but not, right. nothing too much yeah. yeah, and that's actually a shot the the one there that you had there where the visors are up. Right. So I did that because of the claustrophobic uh, person that I'd had in Lost in Space. Right, I thought it's just so much easier and also for good for touches if they can just flip their visor yeah, up. Yeah, one hundred percent. So we built that, and it was never supposed to actually be something that was on camera, which sure. I don't think they ever used it on camera, but uh, just for their comfort as well to just open right. up when they're between takes. Um, Look at that! So Thinking that was, of actors' comfort. Right? Yeah, well, it's it the, does get overlooked it, a lot, actually. Yeah, well, if they're hating except by hated, us. Yeah, except for by yeah, yeah, except yeah. for by us. <laughs> exactly, because yeah. we have to deal with them. And That's we, true. And uh, another cool location we had on that too is, um, I got to go down to. Well, I went to Albuquerque to shoot the exterior Mars scenes that they did there. Spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> they land and then they cancel the show so they're stuck there uh but uh we went to shoot at houston at the ellington air force base oh uh, cool nasa runs where they do the training on the t-38 talent jets right. so there was actual uh, astronauts were taking off while we were shooting out on the tarmac and stuff it was pretty yeah. cool no, like, getting, like her getting into the jet and stuff like that so and all the crew uh, all of our extras were all were all nasa employees so that we they didn't have to clear anybody Right, and uh, so these were lit too. The inside of the helmets. They were, yeah. Um, the I was, I mean, I was on the show way before the DP was even hired for right. the show. Because so we, I had already started to put these in and decide that we were going to do it. When he came on, he was like, "Well, it just kind of doesn't really look that great because it's not something you'd normally have." But you know, it looks weird. When I mean, you see what on shows? Space, yeah, but, but you can, every space every suit, single spacesuit ever is yeah. something that you wouldn't normally have in the yeah, lighting. Yeah, exactly. And then, we, but there's uh, one of our cast members there, was a, an African American gentleman who was very dark skinned. So we right. did our fitting, and we didn't have the lights in there yet. And I took a photo of him, yeah. sent it to the DP. And I'm like, "You sure you don't want the lights? Because you couldn't see his face at all. It was yeah, just black. Sure. It was just a. It was just completely yeah. out, outlined. In anybody's so like, face, he was like, yeah, let's put this. In. Yeah, as soon as yeah. Right. Otherwise, you're trying to." Shoot a light into it, and you've got the plastic then, yeah. the visor that yeah. you're looking through. Are, are they? They must be like dimmable and stuff. Right? Oh yeah, it was all remote controlled dimmable, yeah, uh, yeah, and it was bicolored uh, white, uh, so you could, yeah. you could change the temperature of it. So as in well. any case, like it's like always better to have that. In, a little bit. Yeah. You, you could just shut it off. That's if you right. Don't just want it. Well, it, yeah. yeah, I still think they had them on a little bit brighter than like it's nice. Okay. When it's just <laughs> it's just nice when it's just a little dim yeah, sort of exactly. fill. Yeah. But then you see it all the time, like. I noticed that too when I watched Lost in Space that they had those on really bright sometimes. Yeah. It's like, 
Yeah. So they could do those Oops. giant wide shots and you could just see the glow yeah. of like a headlight coming yeah. out of their face. Right. Which was another thing, <laughs> yeah. we did, another thing we did there too with, because uh, on Lost in Space, each suit had its own remote control where on this we just put it all onto a DMX board for the lighting department to handle so they could Like in Lost in Space, it was like on the person? No, it was, it, it was, there was a remote control that came in the bin with their suit. So it was, uh, but it was like one was assigned to each one. So Oh, so each, each person had to each, have each suit, somebody yeah, with If you thing. wanted to change it, you had to get the right remote control, whereas this way we just had all the suits on one board and the lighting department could just deal with oh, it. Oh, yeah. So. It was pretty much you could do it on an iPad or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's like all the lightsabers, I feel like, are going that way too. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, so then after that, you went and did Space Force. you tell me they shot Space Force in Vancouver? <laughs> season two. They shot season yeah, two season in Vancouver? Season one was LA, and then season two. Um, the, and the reason they came up was COVID. Uh, things were a lot worse down here than they were up there when they agreed to do it and then by the time they got up there it was way worse in vancouver oh and everything boy. was just locked down and yeah. so like anybody that came across the border was a two-week quarantine wow so all the cast everybody had to quarantine by themselves for a couple of weeks and and uh yeah it was uh it was a really fun show great cast great writers yeah how uh, was uh malkovich he's awesome right? yeah he's so great yeah super cool yeah. I just, yeah, like I was telling you guys before we started recording about like me watching a lot of Nick Cage movies. I just watched Con Air again, not oh, a yeah, right. ago, and he is my favorite part about that. Oh, yeah, he's, he's so he's good. He's so good in it. He's yeah. just, he's good in everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Space Force, it's crazy, it's crazy to me that they shot uh, an American militant show. Military. Well, I mean, how many military shows have I done too? It's everything's still, tons of military. It's yeah, that's all done there. But it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty funny. Uh, how how was that? Was it? Uh... It was good. It was uh, it was quick. It was really thick COVID time, so they were just trying to get it done. And they had, for, I guess, they thought it would be better for them to just shoot the entire season out of order. Did you have uh, to which, make any spacesuits for which it? Which <laughs> the entire season all at once was out of order with one director, and uh, I think the cast just hated it because they would just lose the flow. Yeah. Of, it's comedy, right? And they just they just didn't. There was so often they'd be like, okay, what scene of what episode are we shooting now? Right. And they wouldn't know. And it's yeah, just that's like, it was, yeah, it just Especially with comedy. Like, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Did, did since, since Steve Carell was like, is one of the creators of that show, um, did you have to pass off, like, get a lot of approvals from him personally? Or? Some of the stuff that was with him, yeah. Um, and uh, But everybody there sort of, uh, the, the showrunners and all that did most of the approvals and stuff. But he would have input with everything. He was he was really quiet, kind of kept to himself. But I, but I overheard a lot of conversations when he'd go over and talk to them at the village. And like he's really Who is that? Was that Greg Daniels? Or is that Greg Daniels was there just a little bit. Uh, Norm Hiscock was there mostly. And... Um, drawing a blank on our, on our director um but uh yeah they um he he had Carell had so much input on it and he's really like everything was really well thought out and it's sure. just like he would change a lot of the scenes and it was like and it was always for the better right and it was like wasn't like so blatant the comedy wasn't so blatant but it was just it was a lot more subtle and it was just, yeah he was he was great uh ken ken ken, yeah. ken, ten, ken directed all all the second season and yeah yeah they didn't do that the season before <laughs> no like no they, they didn't they, they didn't. had a pretty even spread so. yeah so that must i mean so you just you block shot everything pretty much yeah pretty much i mean there was there was a you know there was yeah some of the some of the rooms they block shot most of the season yeah that's like was that's that a com so was that a, yeah was that a was that just a nightmare con for continuity and everything like that was it like super 
difficult to keep track of all that shit? Yeah, it was. I mean, there wasn't a ton of continuity in a lot of that for us, but it was, uh, you know, I'm sure it was for script. Uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to yeah. follow all that. There was a couple things where there was episodes, like there was one where it was a big BattleBot episode, so we made a bunch of BattleBots and had the BattleBot battles and all that. So that stuff was all... freaking awesome. So that stuff was all kind of all with... They did that sort of all at the same time. But yeah. Yeah, just like stuff in his office and stuff. They mostly just do a few different episodes and... On your uh, episodic <clears throat> stuff, uh, do you work the set, or do you have a set master? Uh, no, I'll have a, uh, somebody on set because I've usually got meetings to get to right. and all that right. prep stuff to be doing. I'm if yeah, I'm usually two or three episodes except, ahead, e- except for Space Force. Except for Space Force, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I was still still prepping. Yeah, you're just still trying to prep everything at once, right? So yeah, uh, you're always running running like way ahead of the set. And do you have a regular? person that you use or uh, I've had a couple of regulars that I've used yeah uh, I mean uh, when I COVID sort of shut everything down and when I when we came back from COVID I actually everything it was like 40 shows were all crewing up within a week right and uh, but I'd been hired to do this really cool western that was going to be shot there and I was like oh western I got to get a western under my belt yeah like, prop master needs a western yeah yes. and so I was really stoked this the script was really good and um and the designer had hired me, and so and I, my phone kept ringing. I kept turning down all these shows, turning down all these shows, turning down all these shows. And then right at the last second, the Western went, we're going to Albuquerque. Oh. Albuquerque. So they left. And so my whole crew was like, what? We're, we've been holding off for this. So right. a lot of them had to take other gigs somewhere else. And then mm-hmm. and then I had a couple things where sort of patched the crew together, and and um, and then, uh, then I ended up getting a Violent Night in Winnipeg. So I was gone for six months. Doing that, so just, right. does, you've done a lot. Of, how many shows have you done in Winnipeg? Just the one. Oh, just, just the just one, the one yeah. and then the other. Oh, but you're all over Canada, pretty much. Uh, mostly in Vancouver. I mean, we did Drumheller, Alberta, for a bit of Lost in Space, but uh, but no, I haven't traveled. I mean, we shot some stuff around BC, like on Vancouver Island, around. Tofino. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. We okay, some, the big year we shot some there, and and uh, so as well as Planet of the Apes, War for the Planet of the Apes, the stuff where they're walking on the horses along the beach. Right. It's supposed to be California. That's all uh, Long Beach and gotcha. Tofino and. So did you hmm. shoot, you shot Violent Night in Winnipeg in the dead of winter? Or? Oh yeah, oh yeah. my god! And it was the, and it was it was the snowiest winter on record wow. since 1843 in Winnipeg, which is pretty snowy. And, it was, any, and it was the second coldest winter on record since. Wow! Did you have any set snow days that, that you just couldn't shoot because of there that? There was or? some stuff to, when they were shooting the finale fight um, where they ended up. Uh, they called it a little early because, like, like, the dolly froze to the track. It was like minus forty, like outside of the house. Uh, so, yeah, outside. Yeah, they had that fight sequence that's outside, and like the guns were freezing up. Like no matter what, <laughs> yeah, there was no, nothing it, you could do. It, it's so funny because I mean, again, in LA, we don't deal with that, but yeah. it is a, a free stuff freezing is an issue. Yeah, minus forty is a bit ridiculous to be outside. Yeah, and doing anything. Minus forty is crazy because that's yeah. actually where Fahrenheit and Celsius meet. <laughs> minus forty. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I don't have to translate it there. <laughs> So, but yeah, it was, uh, it was, that was pretty cold, but I was doing a lot of splits then because I still had to be prepping stuff for the next day. And, uh, they've got their crews that were really nice and all that, but there's, they don't, they got to show that scale with that many builds and that much stuff. They weren't quite used to it. So I was having to sort of split my time to, you know, they were shooting nights. So I was doing splits of prepping stuff during the day, getting, making sure everybody was still on track in the lockup and working on things. And where did, so how did, like how much of the sets were built in Violent Night? Because you shot in, all it's the in, in a mansion, right? Yeah, the, all the interiors were built. Of the mansion? Yeah. So all the interior. So 
why was that? Were you just not? Is it just because of we all the destroying? Because we were <laughs> kicking the shit out of it. We destroyed the place. <laughs> we were shooting and killing everybody in the place, and it was just destroying the whole place. So, um, yeah, the uh, that was Roger Fires was our designer on that, and he squeezed everything into this little converted warehouse set that they had in Winnipeg, and I staged they had in Winnipeg, and. And, uh, that like even went, probably have never seen a production before. No, they they had. I mean, they do some shows there, uh, but nothing really. I think their biggest one before that was that uh, nobody. Oh, uh, the, that one with uh, oh, Bob right. Odenkirk. Bob Odenkirk. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, And then so that's what they kept telling me when they were like, "Oh, we did nobody here." I'm like, "This is way bigger than nobody. <laughs> right. Like, this is way bigger. Like, no nobody. You see, like, we need a full time armor from Vancouver. We need to bring like." his truck is going to be full of guns like they're like well we had guns on nobody i'm like you had a, i just rewatched it and marked down the guns there you had a handgun 40 minutes in then about 25 minutes later you had like a, a 30 second shootout with some machine guns and then yeah you just brought your armor in for those days but like right. we had and then there's the finale there's more guns at that but it's like this gun this show had guns throughout the whole thing so we needed to bring we had an yeah. armor in full time for that. So yeah, guns and hammers and yeah. bowling balls. Yeah, and all yeah, yeah. yeah. There was some fun <laughs> stuff on that. And were all but, your guns practical? Uh, they did a lot of um, C, uh, VFX muzzle flash just because it was such right. close quarters. Uh, but we did have real did working you, versions of everything. Um, did you do airsoft then for? Uh, for some of the stuff, but most of it was rubbers because they were actually shooting and then getting in a fight. And right. So they just right. go straight to it. So we had little, um, for in the barn sequence, it was so dark in there. We, uh, we had built these little LED uh, flash bulb things that would go off when you pull the trigger. We'd wire it. So on the yeah. non-camera side of the gun, we'd tape a wire going up there. I see. And, put it on so that would and we could adjust the speed and the brightness right uh, so when you'd pull the trigger at least you'd get that Something reaction and they'd, of... key, they'd key the muzzle flash yeah. on it plus it would give the ambient light to right. the interactive light off the other actors and stuff so right uh but yeah w with that whole with the set build on that the um the barn fight that they had with the brian adams song yeah yeah so, so good like i didn't know that was going to be in there when i watched the movie it was so funny it's just so so wait, what, so did, what did they play violent. on set on the day they, they no have, they didn't there was nothing there was nothing. It, there was, there was nothing you're just shooting the you're just shooting the movie so it's like it looks cool but it then looks cool but then, the music. and then you do it with that, something about christmas time by brian adams was pretty funny <laughs> but that whole barn was actually the re, that whole great hall that they shoot in with the christmas tree and where all the family is when, yeah. when they break in that was repurposed while we were out on location and we came back and it was now the barn so that same space was, oh. the, was the barn that's so funny yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's so interesting and i mean even with with as far as the gun stuff goes i mean even if you're not shooting blanks i think for for this type of movie in particular it's already slapsticky enough that right. i don't think you need to <laughs> for the i'm always going to usually go for yeah let's do like blanks and everything right. but this one i mean if you've seen it, it's Santa wheeling around a sledgehammer and, yeah. <laughs> and like coming in, which is fantastic, by the way. Yeah. Uh, how much rubbers did you have to make for this? Uh, I, I originally had. And did you have to uh, bring them I, out with you yeah, to constantly be making? No, rubbers? well, we we had a we had to we had them shipped in. It was uh, JP and his crew at uh, Sharon Custom Props and Effects in Vancouver made all those for us, and they we had six uh, rubbers foam rubbers built originally and then halfway through i ordered six more because yeah. for the sledgehammer we were, yeah yeah and we what about other props they were just destroyed how many rubbers <clears throat> across the movie did you have to make oh God, of everything hundreds and hundreds <laughs> and hundreds yeah, yeah it was ridiculous like it was funny when i was originally hired to do that like 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 going back to what i said about 
not doing shows of this scale. They told me that my budget was like thirty thousand. Jesus. And uh, yeah, which which For ended one up, prop, maybe. which ended up almost covering my FedEx bill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> there was there were so many times too where they would change and yeah our, I think our our gun rental for the show was ninety thousand like our ammo was twenty five where yeah. did they come so, up with thirty Hallmark movies uh, <laughs> is most of the producers from Hallmark movies? no the, the producers say. on that weren't but they, yeah they just I, I don't know I guess they just didn't realize how much we were gonna have to build like especially even on the Christmas decorations that you then use as weapons you have to design and build those from scratch you can't 100%. just buy a christmas tree star and stab someone in the eye and electrocute them with it <laughs> you could <laughs> you'll get sued. i mean you could, you could. And, then, and then there's got to be four different versions of that yeah like it's saying you have to have like the cutoff piece the cutoff piece the, the super one. lightweight cutoff piece that, that makeup effects glues to that, the eye yeah and, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Effects, that's yeah. right yeah yeah and it's got to still light up and, and work <laughs> Because he, cool. he, he plugs it of in and electrocutes the guy, and, and his head catches on fire. So uh, <laughs> uh, again, I have to go back to you know that conversation where they tell you thirty thousand dollars, and then where where do you, where do you go from there? Oh, I just I talked to them. I said they're nowhere near where we need to be, and I I was actually at a friend's wedding in Mexico when when this number came up, and I was just like I had this really bad feeling. So I was supposed to go home after the wedding, and then like have two or three days before I got on a plane to go do this movie. So. I started thinking, oh God, am I going to not do this movie now? Because like, right. and they're telling me that I had like four weeks of prep or whatever, five weeks of prep, and which everybody there thought was a really long prep. Um, oh and, four weeks? Yeah, yeah. Well, four weeks. But yeah, no, it was five. It was five, but then there was also the Christmas oh. break in there, so I ended up not going home for Christmas because I stayed there to prep over the over the holidays. I, right. I took Christmas Day off. Wow. That's pretty much it. But I just worked right through it. But yeah, I told I came back with a number that said three hundred. Right, um, and they said, "Bring, you know, you got to bring that down. You're out of your mind." And I said, "Okay, well, let's walk through this. Where, right. where do you think I'm? Like, I don't even know what this number really is because we don't even have concepts yet." And they were like, "Well, why do you have like five thousand dollars for Santa's bag?" And I'm like, "Well, just watch the process of how many choices get, how many cho times we go right, through yeah. choices, well, how many versions we need. It does get thrown into a fire and burn as well at some point. So yep, uh, there's all the different. There's, it gets all through all these fights. It gets aging. We need a bunch of them. And I think by the time all is said and done, they changed their mind so many times. We had we had like all these different faux furs and Arctic fox fur and all this stuff. And they yeah. approved things. And then we they'd approve it. And then we'd buy it all. And then they'd change it." Right. After we already bought it, and they're not the fur guy wasn't taking it back, so we're stuck with all this. In the end, I think we spent fifteen thousand on Santa's bag. And I was wow. like, I was just watch the process, yeah. watch how it grows. Exactly. That's, you know? that's been the, my like. I, I do I do a lot of shows with heavy murder props, to, right. yeah. <laughs> but that's how I always give them this that number too, and it's a scoff thing. And I've always found that that's the easiest way. It's like, okay, okay, let's sit down and walk through the scene. It's like. All right, he does this and he swings and then he stabs. We're gonna need this, this, and this for that. Can we cut that out? Right. No. All right. Well, okay. That whole part of the budget then, stays. Yeah, <laughs> there, yeah. Can we cut that out? No. Okay. Well, that part but, of the budget stays. Yeah. And at the end, they're like, "Well, yeah, it looks like we need that." Then, yeah. You exactly. Know? Did you? How much? Do you know how much you spent on that? Was it three hundred thousand? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was. Our producers were um, David Leach and Kelly McCormick of Eighty Seven North. They did like. Uh, Deadpool two, oh great! Uh, they did, uh, Which is Fall, probably, they just did yeah. Fall Guy, um, uh, White, no um, sorry, Atomic Blonde. Uh, lots yeah, of murder 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 lots, He was yeah. So he they was, should know better. So they well they do they they do and they were like that's what they normally do. So that's why they just kept asking for more. <laughs> so because they normally can. Right. So then as they and JoJo was our stunt coordinator who's amazing does a lot of big huge stunt shows. They did Obi Wan and he does. Um, 
John Wick movies and that kind of stuff, and he's uh, and uh, Matrix, mm-hmm. uh, so you know, small shows <laughs> and, and uh, small stunt shows. And so the, they would, you know, I we had the script, and I'd have meetings with the director, and we'd go through and we'd say, okay, here's all the props for this action sequence, and I'd get things approved, and then I'd start moving forward with it. And then they'd be like, okay, well, we're going to have a sequence meeting for this fight sequence. And then we'd get in there and they'd show a previs that they'd done with all these new props that weren't in the script. Right. And I would be like, okay, the, the video would end and I'd be like, most of that's not in the script, not approved, not in the budget. What are we doing? And the producers were just like, well, just get them what they want, man. It's their movie. Just do there it. So go. I was like, okay, but this is getting expensive. It's meeting after meeting after meeting because it's all so many fight sequences in that. And they were like, well, how expensive is it getting? And I said, well, I've asked my buyer, my builders that. And they said, do you want an estimate or do you want the prop on time? Because right. we're really busy right now. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't have time to do it. So then in the end, it ended up coming in just a little over six. <laughs> <laughs> a little over half a mil. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's all right. So, yeah. But I bet well, you they so were happy with the final product. They were happy so. with the final product. Well, they weren't too happy go. with all the invoices at the end. But, uh, you know, it was everything in there was, was what they wanted. So I handed them a budget back, which was... My original budget, which was a spreadsheet, which was all white lines, and then everything after that was all red lines, Edited. and it was all all the stuff that wasn't in the script and wasn't in my budget, and all stuff that was asked for afterwards, and it, it all and it was actually double. And I actually, when I look, when I removed all of that stuff out, I think I was off by like less than five thousand dollars yeah. on my on my original. Yeah, yeah. Which so, is, have you done murder props before this? Like a lot of done, like, like uh, this stunt stuff, you know, like, yeah. Yeah, murder, murder stuff. Yeah, nothing at violence. this scale. Not, <laughs> not this many in one show. Yeah, it was yeah, probably yeah. one of the busiest prop shows I've ever been on. It looks as it. A, not only just a prop master, but just in any capacity, it was really, really busy. Oh, but nice. it looks it fun was, too. Yeah. Like it was real fun yeah. with that stuff. <laughs> it's fun. It was fun after. Those are ones <laughs> fun after. <laughs> <laughs> Two years from now, this is going to be a great memory. Like that looks like exactly. But those look like I mean the stuff the days like as a prop master on tv shows it's like there's certain there's certain sequences and scenes where it's like no matter what as a prop master even if like you can't you're not like you have stuff to do you have to be on set to watch right. this unfold for right. sure. it seems like every other scene is pretty much yeah. like that. Yeah, exactly <laughs> too much happening yeah. yeah yeah it was it was very busy but then i was also having to run and keep going with, right. all the, with the next huge exactly. sequence that was shooting tomorrow right so yeah yeah it was busy how long of a shoot was that uh, I think we were 45 days. Right. Yeah. Wow. Something like that. It was, it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was really busy. That's amazing. <laughs> and that's the last film you did? No, what, the Valiant one. Valiant one is, that's yeah. In production. Yeah, that's in post. Uh, in we, post. Sh- we actually shot that and f- we finished that, uh, end of November. We finished that about a, just, just over a year ago, actually. A little independent feature, but I guess, I don't know if they had a, distributor or not at that point for right. but i think they're still working on that so uh yeah it was a uh, interesting little uh, military story about uh, a u.s helicopter gets sort of blown off course which is sort of loosely based off a true story and crashes down on the north korean side of the border oh, right. and then has, they have to get their way back because nobody's coming for them because that would be an, a bit of an international incident yes <laughs> so so they're getting chased on their way back and that so okay. which was another one too where they wanted to do um, they wanted to do a VFX muzzle flash gunfire, which, and, and, uh, and then, but like the whole end sequence, they're in dark tunnels yeah. shooting at each other and like, well, what's going to light the shot? Like it's pitch black. Other than that, like you it, these gun, the gunfire would light up the whole thing. You can't just add yeah. a flash cause you won't, yeah. it won't light their exactly. face. It won't light the walls. Yeah. It won't do any of that. So, um, so yeah, they ended up having to saw that they had to do that and we changed their mind and, yeah. and got them to do a blank fire. 
You guys shot in North Korea, right? Yes, we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. No, it was North Vancouver. <laughs> yeah. North Vancouver. North Vancouver. Yeah, yeah. Same thing. Similar. Yeah, yeah. Very similar. Yeah, yeah. So, um, have you shot anywhere besides Iceland, outside of Canada? Uh, outside. Well, the two places I mentioned in the states. That's pretty much it. Then. Uh, oh wait, where were uh, uh, Albuquerque and Houston oh, okay. um, for for the away show? Um, but uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Right. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. Staying it's, home. Yeah. Yeah, nothing nothing's been like a full show somewhere else. Right. Yeah. Right. That's that's pretty good. I mean, it's yeah. quite the career and you got to stay in country stay the whole time. Stay home most of the time. Well, I I think lots of times they come to Vancouver because right. that's where their that's where the sure. destination is. Right. It doesn't so it's, originate out of there. Yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite type of show to work on? You like features or TV? Features. Or, I like features because you, like you really feel you have more the time to do it properly. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, you're so rushed, and, 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 and I can be and I can be on set <laughs> yeah. a lot more, um, you know, a lot more hands on. Like, yeah, doing some of those series, you're just so busy. You're just right. You know, if you see me on set, something's wrong. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like lost say. in space. If I was on set, there's something going wrong. So, yeah. so uh, you didn't get to do your western yet, but so that's what you're holding out for. Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to yeah. for sure. It'd be fun. So what we get most from prop masters is that it's like, oh, what's the one thing you want? Western, Western, Western. Right. Yeah. Everybody wants their Western. Yeah, right. You gotta yeah, get one. Fun. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess it's usually a lot of partial Western. Part Western. Usually a lot of usually a lot of mud and dust, but uh, yeah, but exactly. Fun. And old guns. Yeah. But uh but yeah. I think it'd be fun. Yeah, for for, for real. Yeah. Um so is there a show that you wanted that you didn't get that besides that Western that uh, well, there was one, uh, actually I was just talking to Guillaume about this the other day. Um, Lee Cleary was the, uh, first assistant director or the first AD and co-producer on Thor, the Thor. He did the oh. love and thunder and he was putting my name in there at the same time and, yeah. and they ended up, they picked him, but I was really holding up for that. i uh, holding my, holding my hopes up for that one. Yeah. Cause that would have yeah. been a, that would have yeah. been in Australia and, yeah. and that would have been a huge get. Like, that would have I been mean, huge I was no surprise they went with Guillaume, but yeah. I mean, <laughs> the, the fact that my name was in there for that was pretty awesome. That's pretty good. That's yeah. good company for yeah. sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't think I've competed with Guillaume for anything. <laughs> um, I'm never even going to be in the same universe as Guillaume. So yeah. yeah, I don't think I don't think it was much of a competition I, once, I his, was, once his I name was entered. Thrilled to work with his wife. So right. That's yeah. Cool. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, so, do you have something uh, in the works yet? Nothing. Uh, there was. It was a little movie that I was signed up to do before the strike happened. It was called Crying in H Mart, which is uh, mm. based on a Korean book. Um, it's, uh, but it was, yeah, that went away. It's still on our list. I haven't heard anything back from them yet, but I figure I'll drop them a line sometime soon and see yeah, what's going yeah, on. Yeah, but yeah. the list uh, in Vancouver has got a few sh- new shows popping up on it and stuff. So I think, yeah, so are I things the, starting to heat up? Uh, yeah, I think. Well, I wouldn't say heat up and warm up slowly, but right. it's. Uh, but yeah, I think it'll. The phone should hopefully start ringing soon. I know that's what we're all hoping for, really. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you hearing anything yet, Mikey? No. <laughs> I know it's crazy, right? Well, because no. there's also. I think. I wonder if it's something to do too, because there is a fairly strong yes. uh, opinion that they shouldn't sign. Yeah. Well, isn't so, that supposed to happen? That's today. Today at five. Today. You mean last month? You mean last month? A month ago. Yeah, yeah. Last month. Yeah, yeah. On December fifth. No. Yeah. I've I've gotten I've gotten asked to assist on a couple jobs, but it's I I've just even with this happening, I'm still at the point unless it's like somebody unless it's somebody that I I love and it's only for it's temporarily I'm 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 just done assisting. Yeah. Yeah. No, of course. Um, but I do. I have heard. I mean, things are definitely 
heating up out there. Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely heard some things and but I also heard that some things that were starting to heat up, they're pumping the brakes on because they're waiting for the ratification. So yeah. Right. Yeah. So I think we would have probably been hearing about things that are gonna fire up in in January, but maybe, you know, Christmas presents for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully. I mean, yeah, I hopefully is right. Don't ratify that. I just ah. can't imagine, you know. Yeah. Trader Joe's won't have me. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're not qualified. <laughs> no, no, they all know they're all too savvy. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. You're not leaving. <laughs> um, so you should talk about the PMG in Vancouver and what you're yes. doing as a director out there. You've been doing some great stuff up there. A little bit. We've got uh yeah, we've grown it a little bit and we got um our little Sunday social, which has been just sort of a, a little start out to get people out there and talking about it and it's been great to chat with people about about uh, what the PMG is doing with trying to put together an award show and just bring recognition to it. And, you know, it's people outside of LA kind of haven't really felt like part of any real big community, I guess. That's right. It. And, uh, you know, as as was mentioned before, there wasn't really a welcome community before, but which, and also when sure. we were talking about that, you know, I would have been the same thing with people here. Like it was, the industry was from here, it was going elsewhere. And we yeah. were, Vancouver was the poster child for that for a yeah. while, right? So uh, now that, uh, now that it's sort of, they're being welcomed in from uh, by LA and the PMG that uh, people have a really good feeling about being seen and and uh, being getting that recognition for yeah. for their craft and and because uh, you know <clears throat> we've all everybody in props kind of feels like that stepchild department anyway right. yeah. so exactly. so then then get recognition for it and get recognition from Hollywood is pretty cool for everybody there so people have actually been fairly emotional even when chatting with me about it a little bit at those Sunday socials and oh, that's great. before they get into a few drinks so yeah we I mean, we, <laughs> we work better together than against each other yeah. you know what I, I mean agree. I think that's been like all around with this right. it's just <laughs> well the industry is going to do what it wants to do and go where it wants to go no matter what I mean it's, right and everybody I mean, needs to work yeah for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, um, but you guys are meeting up every month or once a month. Yeah, yeah, the third third Sunday of every month. So we got one in a couple of Sundays from now when I get back. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be good. We got a little Christmas version. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll have lots to talk about with this here. I'm sort of I'm gonna post about it also in our. We've got an eight local eight nine one props member chat that I can put this in and some photos and stuff that oh, we yeah. did here and. Nice. And, uh, you guys and, open and that up. To, you open that up to assistant prop masters and stuff to come hang out too, or yeah, and builders and, and builders. Right, yeah, I put it out there. Just anybody involved, come on out. It's open. Uh, it's open. To everybody. We've had some builders come out and a lot of assistant prop masters and that come out and yeah, and uh, and our fair share of prop masters as well. So yeah, is that? And then we're sort of working on trying to get into the fan expo in February, but that it might be a little too tight, and it might be we might just need to slow that down a bit while we're still discussing. As we know with our board to see whether that's going to happen or not, but um, I th- you know we're working on it. So it'll yeah. happen eventually. If not this year, yeah, another exactly. one. But that was—I mean, it was inevitable. Just, it was just so great seeing what we brought to the LA Con, and and uh, and you know you learn so much from a first time like that yeah. too. And I think that uh, yeah, one thing as I've mentioned to you guys, we we should not be paying to be there. Like, no, yeah, we should be. They should be paying. They should be covering our booth. Yeah, and, after and, what they and, saw and trying to help because <laughs> no, we yeah, we were a fan favorite. And like, they're less, if we don't have to spend money on a booth, we can spend more money. We can spend money on making the booth better, and you yeah. know, and hopefully get some help from them. And and you know, there's. You know, there's definitely ways we can make that really cool for for the fans. And, yeah, you know, have stuff with like some builds that are yeah. in the process of being built and 
all that kind of stuff too, as as well as the props from the shows. So yeah, yeah. that's yeah. one of those things that I've always confounded me. You know, we as property people know that we're the most fun department, mm-hmm. and we get to do all the fun things and get to build everything. It always confounded me that it never seemed to translate out in the real world. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's, not only did they it. get <laughs> it, but they thought that they, where did they think props came from? Right? right. You know, and now that they're seeing it, like what was evident this weekend at LA Con, yeah. uh, Comic Con. Um, people are like crazy for it because it's tactical, you know, it's right there. You get yeah. to see it and interact with it. And I think it's just yeah, only going to build from there. Yeah, no, it's great. No. And it, right. I mean, if anything comes out of it, it's resources too. Cause I got at least 10 business cards of people who just make props independently right. on the side that, right. that I mean, anything they're just show. They're like, check out my Instagram. Look at this stuff. Like, like, let me put in a bid for a show next time. Like all this stuff is just right. like, oh, right. I mean, maybe. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like this, this does look pretty cool, you know. So it's just like a lot of the stuff that's just coming to you. But people do, it. Like I said, even if we can't do the booth this year, I'm sure we can do a panel because these yeah. panels are like, uh, right, are so cool. And and this has just showed even the even the panel that we did uh, last year at uh, Historical Society. Right. Like we we filled house. We we're spilling out of the yep. building. Yep. And these ones we filled the room yeah. over 200 people each. Like we've shown that people want to hear us talk. I mean, look at this podcast. We right. have we've uh, we, we do at least six hundred to a thousand downloads, almost a, a an episode. Nice, <laughs> awesome. That's great. It's yeah. Thank you guys out there. Yes, thank you so much. <laughs> You're not sick of my voice yet, which is great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, people want to hear the stories and stuff like that. So I think at least at the very least we could keep doing that, and and we're we're gonna keep trying. Yes, we're gonna keep trying. 100%. Nice. Yeah. Well, Kurt, been great having you in. Yeah, it's been great. We're, Thanks, guys. We were lucky that you got you in person in town. Yeah, yes. so much better to do it in person. Yeah, yeah we've been trying to get you for like a couple months, and it's like, oh, well, I might be. It's like, yep, we're going to wait. Let's yeah, yeah, yeah. If I'm coming yeah. down, let's do it then for let's sure. Let's do it in the Fantastic. studio. Yeah. Yeah, we got some other people coming up that are going to be awesome. So, yeah. I'm excited. We might have a some prop come. houses on coming. Yes, which is great, so. definitely. Yeah, with the, the dance card's filling up. A lot of people yeah. want to do it. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Great work. Yeah, awesome. well, have a great trip back. Thanks. And uh, hopefully you be going back to work soon. Yeah, hopefully we're all, <laughs> all too, us, hopefully we're all too busy. Soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's why we're filling them in now. Um, all right, Mikey, take yeah. us out. Yeah, thank you, everybody out there for listening. Um, if this is your first time uh, listening to the episode of Prop Talk, please uh, like, subscribe, do all the things. Um, and please visit our our visit our website, propertymasterguild.org. Um, if you're in Vancouver, especially, uh, follow us on Instagram and go to our website. And anything that we're going to be doing out there, we're going to be posting about, or all the information is going to be there on our website and on our Instagram and all that stuff like that. So you can message there too if you want to. Uh, if you want us to connect you with Kurt, <laughs> um, he's running all of our stuff uh, mostly out. He's directing a lot of the stuff out in Toronto. So I mean, not Toronto, Thank Vancouver. You. Thank you. <laughs> Um, so go do that. Uh, yeah, like, subscribe on all the socials. Um, until next time. Mm-hmm.